Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and God brought us yet to another beautiful morning. Isn't it gorgeous? Don't look at the weather. Regardless of what the weather is doing, look deep inside your soul and make sure your soul is satisfied in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's not about the weather. It's not about our feelings. It is about Jesus Christ and telling other people about his salvation, the salvation that he gave us to come to him, what he did on a cross to keep us from sin, hell, and death, to save us from the grips of the devil who is very unsatisfied right now because of his own blunder. He made the mistake we didn't, so he's going to try to make us pay for it. Isn't that the truth? Amen. But God, as they say, but God. I pray that everything is going fine with you today, that everything is going good in your household. God is good. He wants you to have nothing but good and don't let anything or anybody, I don't care who they are or how high you have them on some type of ranking, but don't let anybody tell you that God is not good and he doesn't want you to have good as well. You got to be careful of the jealous spirit because sometimes people who are jealous of you will try to put guilt and condemnation on you and that's the devil's job. We all know that. Amen. So be careful of the voices that you listen to. Hallelujah. This is Sunday, October 17, 2021, and God is high, lifted on a throne, and his train fills the temple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am going to speak today on Hebrews chapter 5. Okay, he, Hebrews chapter 5. If you want to uh, get your swords, get your swords out, hopefully. Amen. Uh, regardless of how you're using them, whether you're using your cell phone or, or your internet, uh, your, your desktop, whatever you have, um, your iPad, <laughs> you know, whatever you have, uh, turn to Hebrews chapter 5, and I will start um, explaining what God has shown to me about this chapter right after we invite the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit of the Most High God, I invite you into this session today. I invite you into my life. Whatever I do for the kingdom of God is done only because of your help. I ask that you help me today to teach this word, Hebrews chapter 5, to those who are listening. Bless those who are listening. Bless them to open up their hearts and their minds spiritually so that they can understand what Hebrews 5 is saying. Bless all those who have been asking for prayer. We give them all to you, all the prayer requests to you. There's so much going on around the world, but we are not to focus on the negative, but you want us to focus on you, hallelujah, on the God of salvation, the creator of all things, the teacher of the Trinity, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, real Hakadesh. Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross for us. We'll never forget it. We take communion every day or whenever we think about it. You said every time we do this, think of you. We take communion and we know that by your stripes we've been healed, are healed, and always will be healed. No matter what it looks like with the human eye, the physical eye, we know spiritually we're already healed. And we accept that to the point where what is happening in the natural doesn't even matter. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bind and rebuke every evil spirit that comes up against us in the way of health and finances 
and love matters, family matters, job matters, neighborhoods in in uh, country, no matter what country we are from. We lift them all up to you. And we know that everything is going to be all right. God, you gave everybody a chance to get to know you. And we thank you for that. Everybody can accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. There is no excuse in this world for them to turn you down, Jesus. We can't do it for them, but all we can do is present you to them. And that we're going to continue to do. The enemy tries every day to stop us, to silence us, to keep us from talking. He, he whispers into our heads that we are not good enough uh, uh, to do the Lord's work or, or who do we think we are. And he, he whispers into our head and makes us feel like failures, like nothing right will ever happen to us. But we know because of you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, that the devil is a liar, always was, always will be. We refuse any of his advances, no matter how he tries to come to us. And we are, for that, we are glad. Hallelujah. Jesus, we are happy in you. We don't need anything else. Just like the singer Vicki Winan says, Long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Thank you, Jesus, and we thank you for this day and this word. Use me, Holy Spirit, and amen. Amen, hallelujah. As long as we got King Jesus, we don't need anybody else. If the enemy has, is, has messed with your life to the point where you're backed into a corner and you don't, you feel like there's no way out, the Bible tells us that God gives us a way. You have a way out. It's there. You just have to find it. Don't focus on the negativity. Focus on him. Focus on Jesus. Talk to him and say, Lord, I need a way out. And what happens is, see, a lot of people don't realize this, but God comes in and helps us so much and so quickly that whenever it finally happens, some people just go on about their lives smiling and they forget to thank him. They forget where they were at one point. Deut what is it? Deuteronomy 8.18 says, don't forget who helped you. Don't forget who made you rich. Don't forget who blessed you. And, and, and some people, we don't do it on purpose. But some of us, we get over one thing and we move on until something else happens and oops, there we go, asking God to help us again, amen. So let's not forget to ask God to help us. I'm going to be uh, preaching on Hebrews chapter 5, and it's uh, of the priesthood of Christ, amen, of the priesthood of Christ. And I noticed uh, recently, uh, last couple Sundays, God has me pre preaching on the, um, the, the priesthood of Christ. I, I preached on the same thing just about last Sunday. Oh, by the way, I want to thank all of you who come on and listen to Micromana uh, with Reverend Essie. Amen. I appreciate you dialing in. Hallelujah. Uh, you don't know how much I appreciate you listening to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Through me, trusting me that I am a daughter of the Most High God. Hallelujah. And uh, it, it makes me, you don't understand how it makes me feel. It makes me feel very, very good to know that we are family Amen. That I have family as a person who was raised in different foster homes and not being very high on the totem pole in, in any of them. <laughs> you know, it feels so good to know that somebody does love me in some kind of way. Amen. Hallelujah. And it doesn't feel good to be loved, y'all. It feels wonderful to be loved. Amen. And I appreciate you. Period. Amen. I appreciate you. 
And uh, Hebrews chapter 5 starts out like this. It says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Just what I just got finished saying. We were called, I was called, to, to I was called by God uh, to, uh, I'm, I'm here for you. I am your servant. I don't lord over you or above you. I am your servant. I am here to help you. Amen. I, I take prayers. People in, in positions uh, for God, people in positions in the body of Christ, we literally take prayers, your prayers, to God. Okay, we pray for you. There are some times where I've actually prayed for other people so much that at the end, I'm like, oh, Lord, okay, and my family as well. Let's include my family as well. Hallelujah. We lift things to God pertaining to you, to God. Amen. And we offer, it says we offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. We offer gifts. Amen. And sacrifices for sins. We sacrifice our time. Amen. We give gifts. Okay. Even as far as gifts of prayer and gifts of fasting, those are gifts as well that we give to the people that we serve. And we actually sacrifice our time. We A lot of us sacrifice uh, our families, our time with our families, and time within ourselves, private time. We sacrifice that just for you, the listener. Amen. There are times like when I get up every morning and I get online, and and it's you know I do I do my good morning I do a good morning on WordPress first that's what I do, um, and I do the good morning and then I give it out I, I share it to Facebook and Pinterest and other places like that my blogger I have another blogger on blogger.com, and I share it out and I, I, there's a prayer and everything on it I do the prayer. And I do the little, I, you know, I, I say a little something, something, amen, and I put a prayer on it, and then I put my donation, um, uh, $5 and up for the ministry at the bottom of the uh, good morning, and I pass it out to people. I am literally, and then after I do that, I'm literally putting people first, amen, and, and praying to God at the same time, hallelujah, which is an honor, and I love it. I have people telling me that they love my good morning so much, and I'm like, okay, um, Y'all do know I'm on YouTube and everything, right? <laughs> you know, I think it's so cool how people love my good mornings. And when I look on, uh, when I analyze it, look on the analytics, they call it, my good mornings are doing better than anything else. And that's awesome. People look for that, see? They look for that. I sacrifice for it. Okay, I sacrifice, and people are, uh, they're, they're accepting it. And, and I like that. I think that's an awesome thing. There is God in there. If it was if it was just me, they wouldn't accept it as much. Amen. That's a sacrifice. And then after I do the good morning, then I go online. I go on. I get prayer requests and, and messages on YouTube. I get them on Twitter. I get them on Facebook. Not so much Twitter, though. Um, but I get them on Facebook um, and uh, the, uh, WordPress. Uh, you know, there are prayer requests on there. So here I am now, sitting another hour or so, either talking, typing back and forth, or talking to people. You know, messaging, whatever, and, and talking to people and um, answering prayer, or they're telling me their dreams. They had horrible dreams, or they want to know what their dreams meant, or you know, they want uh, prayer for certain things, or having problems in their family. And I'm not. Look, I want to tell everybody this. I really don't get into counseling. It happens, trust me. 
but I don't consider myself and never have considered myself as a counselor. It takes a special somebody, hallelujah, to counsel people, and, and may I add the word, correctly. <laughs> you you can counsel people all you want to, but there's a way to counsel people correctly. Amen? So see, it's a sacrifice that I offer. Hallelujah. And God sees that. And he sees the time that I'm spending on that. And to be honest with you, I almost, I it, it's not a very well-paying job. If should I call it, it's not necessarily a job, but it, you don't get much for it. But the pleasure in it is hearing people talking or writing back saying that, uh, you know, you prayed for me the other day and this happened. God bless me. Or this happened. My mother rose, you know, uh, from she was almost ready to die. And, and you, she, your prayer healed her. And things like that. And one th- another thing I noticed, though, is I don't really get testimonies publicly. I I have yet to understand that, and I, I ask God for it. <laughs> I you know I don't know why, but I really don't. Either I, I hope people aren't ashamed of the fact that they're talking to me. I'm praying that that is not the fact, or or either God feels that I'm not ready for that yet. And if it's that the latter. I'm happy with it. I'm fine with it. As long as the prayers are working and as long as what I am sacrificing for the kingdom of God is working and helping people, I'm happy. Okay, so I don't want anybody to think I'm getting rich off anybody. And I, I put it out there and I ask for donations, but um, it's I, I'm really not actually um, uh, getting much so therefore, yes, I'm doing this definitely for God because Jehovah Jireh is my provider. Believe me, he is. Amen. What man doesn't give, God will see to it that I get one way or another. That's actually really cool. It's like Christmas every day. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like getting a UPS package every day and you don't know what's in it until you open it. Amen. And verse 2 says, who can have compassion on the ignorant? And on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Amen. Hallelujah. The wanderers in life. You know, you have to have compassion on people. You cannot call yourself a preacher and you hate people. Now, there are some preachers who are slightly introverted. And that's okay. I mean, you get, you're supposed to get out with the people, and I'm sure all of the apostles and disciples weren't ready to go out and have a party with everybody that they met, right? And in fact, Matthew, um, uh, Matthew seemed a little, you could only imagine how introverted Matthew was. He was a hated tax collector. They hated him everywhere he went. And then some of the Jews felt like he went against them because he was working for the Romans and making them pay more money, more money than what they can afford, or leaving them broke because he was asking for too much. Matthew really wasn't like that well, okay? And I know the feeling, kind of like Matthew, kind of in his shoes. It wasn't a tax collector or anything, but I know what it's like to not really be anyone's favorite, so to speak. And nobody can tell me that Matthew just went out there and just greeted everybody with a kiss and a handshake and said, hey, how you doing? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But he had compassion. He learned compassion. He walked with Jesus. He saw the compassion that Jesus had for people, and he duplicated it. I'm sure he had to practice. He had to change his ways. After he got saved, he had to change his ways 
to become an apostle, a disciple of Christ. When you're a disciple of Christ, you're being like him. Amen. You're walking in his footsteps. You're being like him. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that Matthew had to change. Amen. He had to get used to being spit on. He had to get used to being dogged and talked about and hated until people finally gained confidence in what he was doing for the kingdom of heaven that they need. This man that they hated could show them how to get to a place that they need. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yes, we um, have compassion for people. Amen. Human compassion um, for those even who are spiritually ignorant. I run into so many people who are just spiritually ignorant. And, and I'm not talking, there's some people who don't know, but they learn. They open up their hearts to the word and they learn. If it's not from me, it's from someone else or another ministry, something online, TV, whatever. They read it themselves and the Holy Spirit teaches them. Okay, um, th But there are people who are just literally spiritually ignorant. There are people right now, I've talked to people right now, who don't have a concept of who God is, why he's there, what's so great about him, why do we need him, you know, and well, my mother taught us this when we were little, but she never said anything about Jesus, we just never talked about Jesus, you know, or some people say, yeah, I know about Jesus, but I don't know anything about the Holy Spirit or God, you know, just spiritually ignorant. And then they wonder why they can't fight spiritual battles, why they can't win spiritual battles, because they don't know anything spiritually. You could sit there, look, I'm not trying to be mean. You could sit there and rub on those beads all you want to. You could rub on Buddha's head. You could you could talk to the, uh, whoever, the, the spiritual guides that you follow, you know, um, you know a lot of native um, uh, peoples, okay, speak to spiritual guides, Okay, and, and you know you can look. What you don't realize is, talking to Buddha, rubbing Buddha's head, is it supposed to bring, bring good luck? Doesn't work. Um, you know, keeping statues, burying statues in your yard so you could sell your house, or keeping statues in your yard doesn't make you any holier than anybody else. And when you're rubbing those beads, honey, you're just rubbing beads. There's no, there's no miraculous thing that happens when you do those kind of things. No offense to anybody else. I'm saying this out of compassion, out of love, because I don't want to see anybody go to hell because they was rubbing beads instead of talking to Jesus. Notice I said Jesus. Amen. You know, and then there's some people to pray to the sun. There's so many different things that people do um, that are not bringing them uh, the victory that Christ the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus, the Christ, can give them. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they're spiritually ignorant. And, you know, I hate to say this, but I wonder how many people are going to look up from hell when all of this is over and they're going to be crying and burning at the same time because they didn't know. Or they knew and didn't take out time because they didn't believe. Okay, how's that? Because they didn't believe. We thought our statue was going to save us. We thought that St. Michael and St. this and St. that and St. who all these saints that they have was going to keep, my God, is going to keep us from hell. And they found out none of them did. Amen. 
And what about what about the babies that were baptized by and you know by their uh, their uncles, aunts, grandmothers, grandfathers, or whoever neighbor, whatever? Okay, and they find out they think they're saved because they got water sprinkled on them whenever they were babies, and they think they're going to heaven. And all those people, if unless they get they convert sometime in their lives, they, unless they do that and convert to Jesus Christ, all of them gonna go to hell. Amen. And I, I don't mean to be mean. Because Jesus said we have to have a personal relationship with him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And no one gets to heaven but by him. You could pray to Buddha. You could pay to statues. You could, you could do your little incantations or whatever. Whatever you do, unless you're talking to Jesus and getting direction from Jesus, hearing him in your heart, talking to him, and, and having a relationship with him, you're not going. You're going to be one of those kind of people where Jesus is going to say, get away from me. I know you not. I don't know who you are. And then you're going to say, but Jesus. No, no, but Jesus. I don't know you. Get away from me. And when he says, get away from me, that doesn't mean speak again or fight me. You don't want, (laughs) as they say, your arms are too short to box with God. You don't want to fight him. Amen. Hallelujah. It says he was even compassed with infirmity. Hanging on that cross, getting whipped with a cat of nine tails. some, Some people say what, uh. 49 times is death. I think 50 times is death or something. He got 49 lashes or whatever. He Put it this way. He got, his skin got ripped apart and he bled for you. Amen. That's enough to be thankful for. Amen. He knows what it's like. When Jesus went to the cross, he took every sin. Listen, a lot of people don't want to hear this, okay? But when Jesus died on a cross, he took every sin with him, he experienced everything even before the cross. Jesus experienced everything that we experience here on earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of people may get upset with me when I say this, but I have to say this everything that we could possibly go through in this life, Jesus experienced. Ready? And I'll say it again. Everything that we go through in this life, Jesus experienced. Hallelujah. Think about it. Okay, and watch this. Let's go back a chapter. Hebrews chapter 4. You want to see what I'm talking about? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It says, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This is telling us right there, there is nothing that we can be tempted with that Jesus didn't experience as well. He's not going to let you be tempted with something that he didn't go through himself. And yes, that means homosexuality. That means whoredom, lust, greed, any type of temptation that you can think of, robbing, killing, masturbating, should we go on with the, with the dirty words? Is it shocking you yet? Everything that you have been tempted with, 
Jesus was to lying, cheating. Think of some. Think of some yourselves. And you get mad at me all you want to, but it's right there in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. There's nothing. He said in, he was in all points tempted. So by the time he hit the cross, Jesus didn't leave anything behind. Amen. And then chapter 5 goes on to say, verse 3, And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. And no man takes this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Amen. That is the priesthood of Christ. No man also, in our terms, is going to become a, a, a priesthood of Christ unless they know, unless they know for sure that they can go through all of this without failing God. Failing, amen, on God. Hallelujah. That is the divine call. When you are called by God, you are going to go through some stuff. Amen. And there's too many people. Nowadays, you hear Hollywood and all those actors or whatever, all of a sudden, they're, they're marrying people. Oh, we went online and got our certificate to marry people. And there's no holiness in that. There's no anointing in that whatsoever. Amen. Because they weren't called by God to do those things. They're just literally going through the motions. And isn't that how Christianity is today so far, so to speak? Going through the motions. How many people, how many churches do you know are going through the motions? How many people do you know are going through the motions? On Facebook and all these other places, they're showing Instagram and everything. They're showing they're so happy. They went on vacation. And look at me and my wife. We had this good steak meal, shrimp meal, this and that. We did this. We did that. We swam in the, in the crystal blue waters of so and so or whatever they're going through the motions and then they get home and they don't get along whatsoever they're having problems and, and, and it's nothing like what it looks online amen going through the motions I just made a video last night uh, well the night before last actually I made a video and I asked people I said let me ask you let me ask you this question let's put, put your hands up if you are the type of person who typed all year round about God and Jesus and scripture and the Bible and blah, 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 and this and that, and, and, and then all of a sudden October rolls around and you're cracking jokes about being a witch or riding a broom and crashing into a tree because you drank the wrong potion or something crazy. How many of you have seen people who are considered as Christians start posting witches and witchy posts, even though they try to be funny about it, because it's October. Come on, guys. We got to get better than that. Come on, church. Let's get right and let's go home. Get right and let's go home. That is an oxymoron. You cannot be a Christian, you know, November through September and then be a witch in October. <laughs> it just doesn't make, come on, guys. It doesn't make sense. Be careful. People are watching you. If I'm watching you, God's watching you. Amen. Amen. This is verse five. It says, as so the, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he said uh, that he that said unto him, thou art my son to this day have I begotten thee. Jesus didn't go around talking about him. I'm a high priest. I'm this, I'm that, and whatever, and you know, bow to me. No, 
He even told the woman at the well in John chapter 4, 10, verse 10. He said, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. When God said, This is my son, today have I begotten thee. Amen. God was announcing to the whole world that Jesus, he was, Jesus was sent by him and he is his beloved son. If God says, if the creator of the world said Jesus is his son, who are we as human beings to say he's not the God? Oh my, the, nothing but the spirit of the Antichrist is going to say that God doesn't have a son. They're calling the word of God a liar. They're calling God a liar. They're saying the Bible is a liar. And there's many who say that. If the Bible even says, if you know someone who doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is God's son, then you're hanging with the Antichrist. Be careful who you hang with. Okay? Adjust your circle. Even if you have to make it smaller, adjust your circle. That is the Only the spirit of the Antichrist is going to say that Jesus is not God's son anti. They're against the Christ concept. They're against it. Jesus is a teacher. Oh yeah, we know Jesus is a teacher. Oh, he's not the Christ. He didn't, the Christ didn't come yet. Or something like that, right? Okay. Anti against. Amen. And as he said in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, see, Melchizedek was a type of Christ, they're saying. He was a, nobody, he had neither mother nor father, nobody knew where he came from, he just showed up and started blessing people. Amen, amen. Okay, he said he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Though he were a son, Talking about Jesus and, and how he was praying. He said he prayed so hard that his tears were as blood, like blood. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus Christ, the, the Savior of the world, learned what? He what? Wait, first of all, learned? G wait, those, let's take those three words. Let's break them down. And make it, say, this is a Selah moment. Three words. Jesus Christ learned. Some people don't even believe that. Some people don't even think that Jesus had to learn like the rest of them. When Jesus came down here, he was a baby like all other babies. He was just a special baby. A beautiful, special baby. Amen? An anointed baby. But he had to learn. He grew up as a little boy. Went to school. He learned. But he learned with such exuberance. He learned it was so excelling that he excelled so much that he learned quicker than a normal, regular human, should we say? Jesus Christ learned. He said he learned obedience by, okay, by what? The things which he suffered. He suffered just like we're suffering. Jesus is not going to allow you to go through something that he didn't go through. Amen? Hallelujah. You could bet the farm on that one, as they say. Hallelujah. G 
there is a, you know, people say, well, Jesus, why am I going through this? I can't take it anymore. You, why? You're, you're God. You have everything. You can do anything you want to do. Yes, so can you. Stop crying the blues. Amen. And start asking him, Jesus, please help me. I need you. Show me how. Start asking him. He said, ask. Jeremiah, let me see. Jeremiah 33.3. Amen. Let me go to it. Hold on. I know it, but I just want to read it. It just, for some reason, it pops out, and I like it when I read it. It's one of my favorite scriptures, besides Psalm 92.11. Jeremiah 33.3 says, watch. It says, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and will show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. That's God's phone number. You want to call somebody? You want to stay on a cell phone all the time? You want to sit there dotting on your cell phone and underlining and texting and whatever, talking and whatever? Use, call him. Use your spiritual phone and call him and ask him to help you. Amen. And it says, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. He offered eternal salvation. Okay, would you offer eternal salvation to the people of this world? Some of us don't even get along with our neighbors. Oh, wait, oh, oh, no, wait, hold on. Some, now look, some of us don't even get along with our own family. Or vice versa, our own family doesn't get along, get along with us, right? You know, some people don't like, they can't stand their own family. And some people, their own family can't stand them. And you don't even know why. What, what did I do? It's nothing. The devil has infiltrated your family. And some of your family has opened doors. I've got a feeling this is a word for somebody. Your family has opened doors that is allowing these evil spirits to take over them, that is causing them to hate you. And get this, the more you love God, the more you try to live for God, the more they hate you. And what's one, of the, what's one of the first things that they say? They used to say it to me all the time when they found out I was a preacher. Just don't preach to me. Don't think, wait, how did they say? Uh, don't think you're greater than thou now because you're a believer. Mm-hmm. That is what's happening to some of you out there. And I think a lot of us have the same problems. It's not you. I hope you're listening to this. I'll say those three words again. It's not you. So don't let the devil condemn you. He's the father of condemnation. He's trying to he's trying to crush you down. He's trying to crush you underneath his feet because he knows that he's supposed to be underneath your feet. Vice versa. See, he's trying to flip the tables. You flip them back. You tell him where to go. Say, devil, get underneath my feet. You will not use any of my situations in my life against me. I bind you in Jesus' holy name, your creator. Amen. And it says, um, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey, that obey him. Amen. Called it. See, that mean, you know what that means? It means Jesus is not going to beg anybody. He's not going to beg you. Jesus will not beg. He put it out there. He said, here, you know, enjoy this. And if you take it, you eat at the table. You got, you got a seat at the table. If you don't want it, Pass it up. In fact, I had that dream last night. 
I had that. I had the dream. Well, night before last, actually, I had a dream that I walked into a big cafeteria. It was some of a medium-sized kind of cafeteria, like a hospital cafeteria or whatever, you know. And people were sitting at the tables. There were four people at each table, and I remember holding my plate, my platter. Okay, and um, there was one seat left there. I had a seat at the table. But then I felt sorry for the people behind me. And I said, well, I can bear this. You know, I'm I'm a strong person. I'll be able to eat. So I passed it up. And I let the person behind me sit there. I had a seat at the table. And I passed it up. And then, guess what? I couldn't find any other seats. Everybody was sitting down eating but me. Okay? (laughs) This is a word to somebody. When God gives you a seat at a table, you sit down. Let him take care of the people behind you. Amen? Let him take care of the people behind you. Unless you honestly, like I felt in my dream, you feel like you're going to make it. You can stand up and eat or whatever. Amen? When you are given a seat at a table, take it. Unless God has other plans for you. Amen? You, you talk to him. Like I said, Jeremiah 33, Jeremiah 33, 3, talk to him. Make sure you're on the right path with God before you make a decision. Amen. I was in a business one time and I, I was feeling very, very bad because everybody was excelling uh, before me. Everybody was doing good. And it's one of them kind of businesses where you get packages and, you, you know, and then they, they you know, get, you get blessed or they have like, you, you know, little positions for you or awards or something for you. And, and to be honest with you, I felt very, very bad. I felt horrible because everybody was getting awards. Everybody was getting uh, given positions and titles and stuff like that. And I was still struggling. I was still struggling in this business. And I kept saying, Lord, I kept getting this funny feeling that there was something wrong with this business, <laughs> this business right? And I told a couple people, but, you know, when people are doing good, they don't want to hear you. You're, you're the, uh, how you say, the woe is me kind of person, right? I said, okay. So I went on six years with this, six long years. I, I went on feeling bad about myself, feeling condemned, thinking that I was no good. I'd never make it. And they kept saying, you know, you got a seat at the table. You got a seat at the table. And then people would get happy and they would get on our, our conference calls. And I got a seat at the table. God is good. They would get God this and God that and everything. Right. And I said, Lord, I, am I doing something wrong? Something's wrong here. And God just kept telling me, hold on, just hang on. Hold on, just hang on. He was letting me know something was wrong, but he wasn't telling me what it was. And sure enough, six years into this business, some mess started to happen. And we all know God is not the author of confusion. Some mess started to happen. People start getting um, kicked to the curb. And and people weren't getting what they were expecting to get. And everybody that had a seat at those tables ended up apologizing to thousands of people. Approximately two hundred to 300,000 people. They all had to apologize to the people that they had signed up to this business because the business caved in and everybody became, all of the, all of the um, leader, the high leaders at the big table actually became like thieves, I hate to say. And everybody was blaming everybody. And all the people who were in this business ended up crying and apologizing to people for misleading So I'm wondering if maybe that had something to do with my dream as well, you know. Sometimes, like I said, don't sit down at a table unless you know it's God, amen, okay? What a word for somebody. (laughs) So actually the whole time, I was right by following God. God just kept showing me, 
Don't feel bad. You, you know, if you right now you feel like the lowest one on a totem pole, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right, babe. And it was. I apologize to people, you know, and, um, and God worked it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Melchizedek was a priest, a high priest. Amen. The priest. Hallelujah. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye all are dull of hearing. Don't be dull of hearing, y'all. Amen. The Hebrews wouldn't accept him. They wouldn't accept Paul. Amen. A lot of to this day, a lot of Jewish people will not accept the fact that Jesus Christ is Savior. They won't accept him. So that's why Jesus said, Pray for Israel. God sent him down into Israel, little teeny Israel. God sent the Savior of the world into this little teensy weensy nation. Amen. Pray for them. For when, uh, uh, for when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. You have, see, there are so many people who need to be taught and have yet to learn that they don't realize that there's a God that's expecting for them to teach now. That's why whatever you learn, teach it to somebody else. You know, if somebody says, oh, they got that from Joyce Meyer, they got that from, you know, Joe Blow, who cares? Whatever you learn, teach it to somebody else a little bit at a time. As, as, as much as you learn and as strong as you get, teach that to somebody else. Now, just like I said on Facebook today, I told everybody, I said, I find it very strange that Christians don't have a share button on their posts. Everybody posts all these good posts about God and their testimonies and everything, and you can't share it to save your soul. And I'm like, well, if you're a Christian and you want everybody to know how good God is, why can't we share your post? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Share, folks, share, learn. Watch this, says, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Do, are you still sucking on a bottle? Or do you have a knife and a fork and you're ready to dive in? Okay, with some A1 sauce. Do you have your A1 sauce? Or are you still sucking on a bottle? Grow up. Amen. Let's grow up in God. And I don't mean that to be smart, but let's grow up in God. Let's start teaching people what we know about God. And, and I'm going to tell you now, you're going to run into people who are going to want to argue with you, especially the people who are jealous they have some kind of problem with you, and they're not going to allow you to be right. Don't argue with them. The Bible says do not argue over the word of God. Amen. The Bible says there are some men out there, I wish I could get the scripture together, uh, but there's some men out there to just argue over the word of God. And we are not supposed to do that. If you run into somebody who's argumentative, just say, oh, okay, all right, oh, I see, okay, I see, I see, all right, well, God bless you, you take it easy, and keep it moving. Amen. I used to have a poster, I made it myself, and it's called Keep It Moving. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then the last two, uh, uh, and I'm done, it says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful. In the word of righteousness. How, would you like to be unskillful in the word of righteousness? Call them, tell them, folks, I love Jesus. Then why are you unskillful? Something missing there. It says, for he is a babe. What's up, babe? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you don't want to be called a babe, right? A babe. I'm not a babe in Christ. Amen. It says, and lastly, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age we're talking spiritually here, okay? You could be 15 years old and be a preacher. Eight the people nowadays, seven, eight, nine years old, and even younger than that, amen, belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of, uh, of use 
uh, have their senses exercised, exercised, that's talking about with muscles, not atrophy muscles, but with muscles, exercise to discern both good and evil. When it gets to the point where you're discerning both good and evil and you know what is right and what is wrong and things, so you start to live a better life and things are happening better for you and God's blessing you more because you're blessing him. Look, God, when you bless God, God's going to bless you back. Okay, it's not like a job. You don't have to wait two weeks to get a paycheck. When you bless God, God's going to bless you back. It's as simple as that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I hope somebody got something out of that. God is good. God is good. Remember, don't be a babe. Okay? Don't don't suck on those bottles. You know, you know what happens? Did you ever see a child? You could tell some of them, not all of them, of course. But do you ever see a, a young child and their teeth are bucked out a little bit? Sometimes it's it's just a thing that happens. It could be handed down from you know former gen- generations or whatever. But most of the time, that child's teeth are bucked out on top in the front because their parents neglected to take them off the bottle and put them on the meat. That bottle, the suction action of them sucking that bottle for three or four years until they're three or four years old cause their teeth to grow in wrong. See? And that poor child, because of the neglect of the parents, has to live the rest of their lives being teased and called buck tooth because the parent it's not all the time, no, okay, but most of the time, okay, the parents let them suck on that bottle too long for whatever reasons. Either the parents were busy or they were drinking or smoking or playing cards or arguing or fussing, fighting, whatever, had babysitters all the time, whatever, whatever, okay? Don't be a babe. Don't suck on that bottle too long or you know what's going to happen. And I, and, I, and I end with this, okay? It will leave you misshapen and ill-formed. Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done. God is good. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you. Give you his countenance. When people look at you, they should be able to see the God in you. Amen. And give you, you know, you have his grace and you have his mercy. Thank him for it every single day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And give you his peace. And like I said, don't forget to pray for Israel because everybody that prays for Israel is going to be saved. Hallelujah. Israel is going to be saved. Let's keep working on them. Let's keep praying for them and those grafted in as well. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless you and to God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.